0: Catch up with the entire season of Pandora anytime on the CW app or download it on iTunes. You can also watch Pandora in Canada on the Space Channel. Welcome back to
1: Unboxing Pandora, the podcast where we take a behind-the-scenes look at the Hit CW show Pandora. My name is Peter Holmstrom. I'm the writer's assistant on the show, and we'll be your host today. Today, as we do another in the podcast commentary series for season two. Last week, I hope you joined us for commentary on 201 where we had mark a altman and brett simmons to walk us through the behind the scenes of that episode and now we're back for week number two and luckily for us we have those two
0: people back mark altman brett simmons thanks for being back
2: stoked to be
0: back always good to be on the podcast peter
1: it's mean, gonna the be so cool always
0: and you know, Brett and I were inseparable for weeks in uh, Sophia. So it's always good to be back with Brett. I mean, we, uh, we, we had a, a great time making the show, and we had a great time when we weren't making the show because obviously coronavirus wasn't what it was here. And so we had some great meals out on you <laughs> yeah. know, outside on uh, uh, a Quattro Stagioni. Um, Oh man, (laughs) taco guy. Yeah, yeah,
2: if you haven't had Bulgarian Mexican food, which I'm sure most (laughs) of you have not,
0: you're missing out. (laughs) Only I could find a Mexican restaurant in Bulgaria. Oh (laughs) man, which really speaks to my
2: heart because there's nothing better than Mexican food.
0: But, uh, you know, Brett is just, everyone should have Brett direct their TV show because he's just such a pleasure to have. He's so creative, such a great work ethic, such a great energy, you know, on set, offset. You know, he's like the Energizer Bunny. So he never, he never, you never see him get tired. It's just, uh, it's just fantastic. Hold
2: on. I wasn't it, recording so that. Much- Can you say that one more time? going <laughs> uh, 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 uh,
1: uh, <laughs> no, to attach that to the top of his resume. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, honestly, it's, it's, it's also infectious because of Mark's energy as well. I mean, I know we're just complimenting each other, but it really—I really do feel like we, we, we fed off each other so much because we both just love this genre so much. You know, I mean, obviously he's a fan of the show he created. It, but I'm a big fan of what Mark's been doing with the show. I'll, I'll give it's you, so. I'll
0: give you guys, I'll give you guys, since you're listening to the podcast, the inside scoop rather than just a bunch of hyperbole. So last season, I left uh, to go work on post. Uh, so Brett was arriving just as I was leaving. So Brett did two episodes. And then I came back just as he was leaving first time. And then I left just as he was coming to do the 10th episode. And then I would come back. And every time I came back, the cast and the crew would tell me, oh, Brett's so great. We love Brett. Brett's so fantastic. They just go on and on about Brett. And I'm like, so like this season, I'm kind of like, well, let's see what's so great about this Brett. And... (laughs) (laughs) So it's the first time that Brett and I actually were working together because everything we'd done was by phone, you know, by prep. And um, we hadn't, you know, hadn't really been on set together. And, you know, um, even in editing, uh, when it came to do his director's cut, like I was usually back in you know, uh, in, in Sophia when he was back in the edit bay. So it's like, we never, our paths really never crossed. We were two ships passing in the night. Totally. So I'm like, Oh my God, if I hear any more about how great this Brett is. And, you know, so we, we started, uh, you know, the season and prep together. I'm like, wow, I get it now. Brett is that awesome. (laughs) (laughs) We had a good time for sure. We did. We did. We had fun. So uh, it was it was very gratifying because we have a lot of the same touchstones yeah. and um, you know in the genre and uh, so that was really fun. And you know I, I thought Brett was just a big horror guy because he's done a lot of horror movies, but his his he, he actually is a big comedy guy and 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 a sci-fi guy, and so that 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 was terrific too.
2: I'm I'm majorly indebted to Mark because I haven't gotten to scratch my science fiction itch until Pandora, and I I have a big and that's actually speaking to this week's episode. You know, I I all the horror community has no idea how big a Star Trek fan I am, and and so to be able to come and play within the world of Just Pandora and getting our ship And and episode two is really Our Star Trek episode, we don't have to set anything up Anymore, and Mark and I knew that We were both like, totally (laughs) kidding. We're like, oh my god, this
0: is so Star Trek, I mean in a good way, we're just like Oh, this is so, there were moments where It was just like we were doing a Star Trek episode And that that was great, because like Brett You know, even though I'm the big sci-fi guy I haven't really gotten to do sci-fi Most Mm -hmm. of my stuff has been Procedurals, and um Uh, You know, we did a you know espionage show, and even librarians, which was a genre show, was more fantasy. It wasn't like straight up sci-fi. So I've never really gotten to do a a space show. Even last season, one of the reasons I went to a space I wanted to do, you know, a more Star Trek type show. um, You know, where we could do space, and um, we finally got to do it, and it was great. Yeah, it's been a well, blast. Let's for uh, sure.
1: let's get into it then. Let's uh, all right. So, listeners out there, we are going to be watching an ad-free version of 202 today. So, if you are watching along at home on the CW app, uh, thank you for watching first of all. But uh, when the ads do come up, you'll need to press pause on the podcast. Of course, you can always buy the ad-free version on iTunes or
0: Amazon. And thank you very much for doing and that and patronize all these fine advertisers that support our show. Of course, of course, S- please. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, guys, uh, if you are ready to go, I will count us down. Three, two, one, and say play. And then uh, when I say play, we will hit play together and we'll Got get it. into it. Thank all right. You. Episode 202. Don't think twice. It's all right. Three, two, one, and play.
2: Yes. Now, I know Mark already called it out in the last week's episode, but Crafty Apes what they did with the opening of this episode is mind blowing. Cause what we shot was Oliver Dench sitting on an Apple box in front of a green screen. And there was no space, believe it or not, we didn't go to space to shoot this. And so it's, uh, it's crazy to me, like what they did, but also like a Testament to Oliver. When I got the script for this, Mark wrote this beautiful monologue. That's a page long and to kick off the episode, that's really just Xander thinking he's going to die. So it's a heavy monologue. Like it's, it's his regrets. It's his confession of his love for Jax. Like it's it is a dense piece of material. And Oliver being the the Fesbian that he is, like we show up to set and Mark and I are like, Oh man, I mean, this could be tough. You know, this is this is some heavy material. <laughs> and then Oliver just like right out the gate just was nailing it. I couldn't believe it. it I just felt like I was watching theater. Yes.
0: I mean, he did amazing. it once, he did it once with the helmet on. And once with the helmet off, and he said, Do you need me to do it again? And we're both like, No, we're done. Here. No, we're <laughs> good. It was, great. Yeah.
2: it was so cool. I was mean, just a test. And it was very craft.
0: emotional.
2: Yeah. It was re- I mean, the whole crew was just like, I mean, yes, we want them to be quiet and we're paying them to be quiet. But I mean, everyone was like a captive audience. Like you could hear a pin drop in that sound stage. It was just like, whoa, all eyes were on him.
0: I mean, Oliver so is just such a pro. I mean, you talked about it before, but you know, w- when he's not acting, he's a big goofball in, in the best of all ways. But boy, he takes the acting so seriously. He's so prepared, and he's so good, and he just, I, he just takes takes it to another level this season. I feel this character.
1: Yeah, for sure. So I love that shot of
0: the dauntless just coming out of
1: space. It's fantastic.
0: Yeah, it comes yep. to a very abrupt stop. Imagine they couldn't hit their brakes in time. He'd be like oh, air cake the window.
2: <laughs> well, guys, we almost saved him.
0: Be like, oops, yeah. I, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just can't I can't speak it up about the Dauntless and the VFX of the Dauntless. I just love it so much. So this was cool because again, like with with the having the first two episodes, I really got to just enjoy everything being great. Between Jax and Xander. But as you will see over the course of the episode, it starts to fracture a little bit, but their chemistry was just, it was just such an amazing thing to get to play with and shoot.
0: And I love these lighting sconces on in the set. And then, even, you know, again, this is all art department coming up with these artifacts that presumably they got on other missions. Mm-hmm. Um, we wanted to put the Jindu from 105 in there, but uh, <laughs> that was apparently a rental, so we couldn't include it.
2: Oh, how I uh, wish we could have!
0: But it, it was it was pretty cool. Um, and then Hannah Dodd, uh, she plays a great. Uh, I, 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 you know, obviously you've watched it. If you're listening to the commentary, so I'd say great villain in the episode. So she uh, was amazing,
2: and she had, she had a tough a job coming in and playing the baddie with a cast she doesn't know. And I just realized I forgot this scene was Shani's um, first scene on the show. This is the oh, first wow. scene that we shot with her. And she, um, it's a three and a half page scene. And, you know, she had to memorize all that. And this was real, this was the real moment. We're like, okay, I mean, how is, how is she going to feel about how much we have to shoot and all this? And man, she just was so excited, came in just ready to play, got along great with the cast. And so this was kind of my first taste of seeing seeing her in yeah. a room with our heroes.
0: She shot this before the Osborne scene in in two oh one, and yeah. yeah, she's great, and she had a great energy, and and um, uh, she she really took to uh, took to the show, and clearly was having a lot of fun, and uh, you don't quite know what to make of her at first, and I like that, you know, right, very ambiguous, and yeah, it was going back the hologram. <laughs>
1: Going back to the look of the Dauntless, I I just absolutely adore how that balance is hit of where it feels comfortable, but it's still kind of a little darker and mysterious. You know, like some sci-fi shows, they want it to be so dark and mysterious. You're like, how would anyone actually well, live on this ship and not kill themselves? That's
0: off? a good question, because or a good <laughs> observation, because um, Brett and I spent a lot of time, and Max, our amazing DP, uh, trying to land on what the look was. I remember we were doing yeah. the camera tests before we started the season, and there were. It came down to two very distinctive looks, and one was more sci-fi, more dark. It was, it was definitely more futuristic and uh, cold and austere. We ended up using that for the dream sequence, and I'm really glad that Max convinced us to go with the warmer look, yeah. uh, Which which it's dark and moody, but it's not too dark and moody. And I, I think it's, it, it it's, since we spend so much time there, it's, it's, it's preferable. I think we made the right decision. Yeah, you for read, sure. I,
2: I totally do. But that is a great thing to call out that I think just as far as a behind the scenes thing, you don't really think about the fact that, wow, we have to figure out what the color of all these lights are going to be inside this ship. It was like, <laughs> we just, it was a, it was a hurdle we didn't realize we were going to have to hurdle. And it was a, we were just really a lot of back and forth, and I love where we landed with it. I think it was absolutely the right call for sure. It's just so tough because you get all the colors to work with, and of course, Mark and I are like, "Oh, this looks so cool!" and everything looked cool. The set was cool; like everything looked cool. So this uh, is a wonderful best Bulgarian actor
0: uh, who plays uh, Doctor Markham, uh, mm-hmm. and and we 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 actually call him on set Balash. Because he looks like Paul Freeman Who played Balak in yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and uh, he's a very confusing name So we call him Balash it's just So funny Amazing. He was Dude, funny was though fun I remember he's like He's like you know I'm so excited to be on an American TV show Does anyone watch it? <laughs> <laughs> no but he's another Kind of like Georgie who plays
2: uh, Salazar Ben's dad he, uh, he's just another example of just some of the talent that is there in Bulgaria. You know, he's, he's just a local actor who's just really, he, he's great. And he knows how to do it. He knows how to do it.
0: it's awesome. And he was never intended to be a recurring. We introduced him, I think in 107 and just, mm-hmm. we really liked him. And so we keep bringing him back. And, uh, and then this whole thing with the body at the end, this was a late, like we added this like the day before. Like we just yep. said, hey, let's just do something, let's just do this. Why not be creepy? It
2: was <laughs> it funny. Just Mark makes had it the more idea. Unlikable. Yeah, Mark had an idea, like the punchline of the scene being the reveal of his dead body. He's like, what do you think, bro? Is this going too far? And I was like, Oh no, it's Harlan Freed. We can't go too far with Harlan Freed. I loved it. And I well, love like, scene. We're always
0: thinking things. Like we're always adding, you know, you're always trying to plus things and make things better. I mean, even you know, in scenes. Uh, you know, and sometimes you got to edit yourself because maybe the instinct is to go too far. So it's just finding right. the right balance. Sure. And here's another example of their, their amazing chemistry. And uh, I just love this set. This is the personal quarters aboard the Dauntless. Um, and that bed is obviously, it was constructed uh, for the show. It's not like something they went out to Bed Bath and Beyond and bought. Uh, <laughs> or Bed Bulgarian Beyond. Um, <laughs> and uh, you know all the furniture was built for this i mean again we talked about it last episode but just alexi our production designer this guy is, is a, was amazing uh and I, I just hope we get renewed because i i just so much cool new stuff i think we can build for next season so i'd love to have that opportunity yeah. this
2: scene was a lot of fun too because i felt like i felt like priscilla and oliver both got to play notes that they they don't always get to play you know they're out on a lot of missions and Oliver's job is to be the confident leader and he doesn't always get to kind of play the kind of the cracked human. It's to play of the really soft tender girlfriend you know we're
0: used to seeing the captain you know yeah you know, having either the, the the girl of the week or, as in the original star trek or you know picard who sort of doesn't get into romance and you know or or you know then you had in galactica with eddie james almost or you know he, he gets involved with mary mcdonald but it, this is very different you know this yeah. is like this committed relationship that they're in and how do they how do they balance work and life especially when you're you know secret agents pretty much
1: yeah i love too how how in season one i think xander was meant to be played in a bit more of a mysterious way early on you know we weren't quite sure where his loyalties led so to have it here i feel like season two we're really able to pull back the curtain a bit more on who this guy is and what makes him tick
0: well one of the big frustrations for season one was that it was designed that the first five episodes were pretty much or six would be introducing giving each character their own introductory episode where we would really focus on a dilemma for them and it mm-hmm. wouldn't really become serialized and go into the mythology until like seven and you know I missed it because those episodes where you didn't have Oliver I really felt I missed his presence and I missed mm-hmm. all, you know and, and one thing one thing that came out of the pilot you know for whatever its virtues were um, is the, there was one scene in the cave where Oliver and Ben are fighting off the protector aliens. And they, they you know, Oliver saves Xander's life and they share this look. And I, it was at that moment that I realized who these guys were. I, I knew they were Butch and Sundance and I wanted to write them <laughs> as Butch and Sundance. But I couldn't do it for, you know, for a while because we were committed to all these character introduction stories. I, but you know, this season they're totally Butch and Sundance. I love it. And that. I even had them watch Butch Cassie and the Sundance Kid <laughs> because I'm like, that's your relationship.
2: Oh, look at warp. that warp.
0: Look at them at work. How cool is that? Money, just money shot even, right
2: there. guys, it's just not even fair to call this work. <laughs> it's just so fun. <laughs> and funny enough, too, that whole bridge scene was what Mark and I ultimately discovered was the first scripted bridge scene, which is why last week we talked about having to add the episode the, the scene that was in episode one. Because originally we were like, wait, we're not even coming on here until <laughs> this scene.
0: Yeah, I love this. This is all um, second unit footage shot by Chris Ledoux and um, Max uh, about four hours north of Sofia. And it's just this amazing Roman ruins that they shot with the drone uh, that looks amazing.
1: That's so cool. we, We used in this episode. I just love it too because it's it's a sci-fi show. You're on an adventure, and that's what it feels like. You know, you're going into a new mysterious planet. You don't know what it's about. And that's we're, exactly we're
2: what we were excited yeah. about. Yeah, exactly. Like as soon as and you'll see the scene that's coming up. As soon as we, as soon as we saw this cast go out on this adventure, Mark and I were just nerding out on the daily, <laughs> just like yes,
0: it felt it just felt like they were on a you know a landing party, a way team mission, and you know it would just if it had that Star Trek kind of vibe without. Being Star Trek, mm-hmm. which right. is cool, because as much as we say, oh, we want to do Star Trek, we don't literally want to do Star Trek. We want to <laughs> do our show. So
2: this set no, this is, is just another, set. yep, and this is another testament to the production designer we had this season, Alexi, who is just unbelievable. And there's we Hannah. talked
0: Dawn. about We talked about building a cave last season and never did. And uh, this season, we it was not initially one of the sets we were planning on building. And uh, we decided we, we really needed the caves, and we ended up building them. Uh, it was after COVID, actually, we, we were going to go on location to these caves. Then we realized we needed a cave set because we weren't going to be going on location as much. And oh, thank God we built these cave sets because it's fantastic, and we shoot the hell out of it.
2: Yeah, it's, it photographs so well. I, I just love this set. This set was so fun. And Hannah coming in as Jennifer is our villain. Like, again, like it just, it felt like, it felt like they were just on this adventure meeting these new people. And like, there's just kind of the mystery of, can they be trusted? Can they not? And she played the ambiguity of it. I mean, her job was not easy with this character coming into this episode. And she did so many subtle things that really impressed me. And I love what she did with this role.
0: And I think it's tough being a guest star. Oh, I love this. This is an ad lib. (laughs) Yeah. This is great.
2: What I so should funny. say really quick, so really funny. quick too, that because Mark and I weren't on set together a whole lot last season, you know, it's like I I had no inclination to you know listen to improv or anything because I was like, no, we got to do the script, you know, we really got to do the show, we got to do what's there. But because Mark was there, we were able to hear more of the more of their instincts, you know, and more just like, oh, okay, well, I mean, yeah, I think we can, I think we can try that. Let's just once we get it scripted, let's try it unscripted, and we got a lot of really great little moments
0: from that. Plus, we also came up with a bunch of stuff on set that was yep. great, too. Yep, true. You know? uh, I and mean, this we, we scene started... was... Oh, go ahead. Oh, and, I was this scene I... was
2: Nicole and Oxley's first scene. Oh, that's was right. It? That's right. This is the
0: first scene they had. And this is the first scene we shot on the uh, common room set, which is a new set, which has sort of become, I guess, the cafeteria. Um, but it was the common room. It was supposed to be a place people went to go study. Um and we ended up not using it as much as I thought um, this season for a variety of reasons, but uh, it does look good on camera.
2: It looks like the
0: 2001 like room. <laughs> yeah.
2: It was so nice to be on a, in a white set and feel like we were channeling a little bit of our Stanley Kubrick in this room.
0: Yes.
2: But this I was cool shot, because...
0: She really holds the close-up. She looks great. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, this was her first day. This, her. I mean, obviously, Akshay had been on set for season one but you know this is his first time playing the role in this season but you know this is nicole's first time on set with pandora period you know and i think they both really came in strong and just nailed it they were really game it's not easy to do what they were doing coming in new
0: no, as the new all. guys it's tough yeah to come on an established show where everybody knows each other including the crew Mm-hmm. Oh, and this, this this is so great. The stuff with the drink. If you follow what Oliver does, none of them can drink it. He's just downing them. because We've <laughs> established he's he's a bit of a lush on the show. And then he takes Mata's drink and starts to drink <laughs> that one. Yeah, if His you watch, these are just so good.
2: Yeah, and that was another. It was another thing that he just kind of did when we were rehearsing it. That Mark and I were like, oh man, this is great. You'll hear him like he goes like Mata, excuse me, you gonna you gonna take that? Are you not drinking that,
1: or <laughs> I just love it. It's so funny.
0: And, and it's, a, kills it's a subtle that, he kills with that line about the Jubba Julu where he mispronounces it. Just so funny.
2: <laughs> I know. It was. <laughs> Again, it was like a thing when we were rehearsing it that just kind of came out of just playing <laughs> with it in the rehearsal Jubba Julu.
1: Okay. Well, and it's a subtle uh, thread, too. Xander's. You know, alcohol tendencies and it just yep. speaks to Oliver's dedication to the character that he that he's keeping track of this throughout the totally. Season.
0: And by the way, for those of you who keep paying attention, this little Easter egg, which he says, Welcome to a life of total pleasure. There's a little note we hit, which is right from Jerry Goldsmith's score to Logan's Run. So it's a little bit of uh, like a very <laughs> oh, method. It's that's not, awesome. it's like, I didn't it's even not notice like the actual that. music. No <laughs> it's just the same instrument. We hit the we hit a note the same way. Fantastic
2: we were definitely trying to lean into our Pandora's version of Logan's run.
0: Well, we thought it was so interesting on the the CW in particular to deal with a world where you die at 25 and which is really for the young. I mean, it's like we were talking about that great episode of 30 Rock where Jenna... Thinks she's auditioning, you know, for Gossip Girl, and thinks she's auditioning for the seventeen-year-old and not the mother, and just it, it's, oh yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> she finds out she's actually auditioning for the mother, and we were we were talking about this whole idea of of youth versus, um, you know, the, the wisdom of age, and I, I, this was all happening during the whole time of hey, okay, boomer, you know, and 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 again, we were sort of looking at an issue that I think is very germane to what's happening today. And I just
2: can't, I, I know I said it last episode. Uh, I'll say it again. I could just see Raymond and Mata on screen together forever. I love no, their stuff. All the time. They're so all the great time. together.
1: They're fantastic.
0: Yeah, I'm really, Tegan was a great addition to the show as uh, as Mata. And of course, you know, Ben, you know, we'll, we'll just say it again, how amazing he is and how, how seriously he takes the work. He's not a serious person, yep. but how seriously he takes the work.
2: And Tegan came in, you know, her job wasn't easy either, kind of inheriting the role. And she really came in very dedicated to all the same things that Ben was, you know, and just really honoring what was established and what was needing to be portrayed as itarians.
0: It's funny you say that. I wasn't even going to bring this up, but I will now that you've brought it up. You know, obviously, Tegan assumed the role of a previous actor. And when it was clear that the previous actor was not returning, I was kind of really angry about it. And it was... Peter, who said to me, you know, they had three different actors who, who played Garrick Gar- um, Gold Ducat's daughter on Deep Space Nine, and no one cared, so I think you're fine. And I said, you know what, you're right, we're just going to go out and find somebody even better. And that's what happened. And, uh, you know, She's but Peter Peter gave, was the, the voice whispering in my ear, <laughs> telling me not to worry about it. And, you know, the second that T- Tegan started giving this beautiful performance, where she, she took the zetarian of it the of it very seriously and worked very closely with with with, uh, with uh, Ben. We realized we were in uh, good hands.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you. That's my big contribution for the season. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, that was it. That's it. Um, it's all I've done. There's another the scene there. I just adore because I never get enough of these two together, which is of yeah, course, Patash and yeah. Noah. And this is such a different dynamic for them. You exactly. know We talked about last episode... Part of the season is really tearing Noah's character of Osborne down, and I think that was the case with all the actors, uh, all the characters, putting them in situations you wouldn't expect them to be in.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep, and it's great because Noah really got to flex some uh, some comedic chops in this. You know, like Osborne previously has been very controlled and very poised, whereas here he's in moments of of losing it a little bit and being a little flustered and a little off kilter and to see Noah play with all those notes was such a blast.
0: It's so funny. Noah, Noah left me a a, a lovely gift. It was on my desk, in my office, there was this beautiful music box that played the Godfather. Right. And I'm looking at it and says, you know, thanks for a great season and, uh, you know, warm wishes and thanks for letting me be part of the show, whatever, you know, just lovely note. And it was signed. Oh, so I, I go and I thank, uh, I thank Oliver, you know, I'm like, thank you for the lovely music box. He's like, what are you talking about?
1: And I'm like, you didn't leave
0: me a music box? He goes, no. So I'm like, thinking, who the heck is O? Who what, what, Who left me this gift? Like, why would you give somebody a gift but not say who you are? And then as Noah's leaving, he said, hey, did you like the gift? And I'm like, that was from you? He, I'm like, who That's the hell amazing. is O? He goes, Osborne. <laughs> I'm like, oh, jeez! <laughs> I'm glad you said something because I had no idea who this was from.
2: That's amazing, it's fantastic! Oh, and this um, scene, I got a, This is a great it, chance to shout out our AD, our assistant director Desi, because she was behind the scenes helping us wrangle our extras and choreographing and getting all of this set in motion. Because we're, you know, we're doing so much stuff for this episode and our shooting schedule. And I was really this this day with having all the ritual and all the temple, all the worshipers, and I was like, "Oh, this is going to be daunting." And it wasn't because because of her and the team. It was just amazing what what we were able to pull off on this day.
1: Well, you know, and I love the paint here as it, it it's it's kind of childlike in a way, right? Because these well, it's
0: ultraviolet. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's a just special
0: a, kind of paint that reflects the ultraviolet light. I just mean it plays well, into
1: the youth notion of it all, that these people would have lived their prime when they were 12 or something. Right. So it, it there's something very childlike in it. In
0: yeah. It's supposed way. to feel kind of like a burning man slash Woodstock slash Coachella kind of thing. Uh, obviously, you know, with six people, but um, <laughs> the, uh, the, 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 um, the, the portal, the, the the special effects guys in Bulgaria are, are still angry at, at uh, Brad, because yeah. there's so many shots of the portal. Yeah, this is so much work, uh, guys, <laughs> this I, I, in.
2: I got real greedy with this portal, and i, <laughs> I owe a lot of uh, I owe a lot of beers to a lot of VFX guys because I I've straight up moved scenes that weren't in this room into this room so I could have more portal. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I just need more so portal. Great. I love this portal so much. And the other thing is, it's such a centerpiece of the episode. I mean, we'll 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 touch on it when we get there, but there's a scene between uh, Jackson and her mom, Eve, where they're talking about the portals. And that scene originally was set somewhere else. And it made sense for her to be within an eyeshot of the portal. Well, what Brett's not telling you
0: is that there was a lot more exterior scenes in this episode. And what happened was we got hit by some horrible, horrible rain and thunder and lightning. So we moved a lot of stuff inside. But I think ultimately we were very clever about how we did it. And it probably worked to the advantage of the episode in the long run because it kept us focused on what was important rather than just being outside and looking cool and, you know, Mm -hmm. but had nothing to do with the actual portal or the episode or the story we were trying to tell.
2: Right. It all worked in our favor for sure. I just love it. I mean, at the end of the day, the portal looks so cool, but Hey, crafty, if you're listening, I'm so sorry.
0: (laughs) Uh, but, uh, and mixing it was not easy either, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it's great, and I have to say that Max and um, you know his uh, his gaffer Ogi did such a great job. You know, with the lighting, that undulating uh, pink and blue, you know, lighting on their faces. That right. we, because of course the portal was not actually there when we filmed it, but they created a lighting scheme that looked as though it was there. It was like one of those things that was a, a benefit of,
2: you know, coming back for season two. It's our sophomore year, you know, we've already done the freshman year. And so Max was familiar with where we wanted to shoot it. And so he was able to, with Ogie, kind of think through, hey, well, here's some, here's some way to solve some of the challenges with this particular set from last season and how we can counter that and do something really cool that we wouldn't have known before. And it was awesome because I feel like it really elevated just all of that. The lighting is really cool. I feel like that's another thing too that probably made it a big headache for visual effects is the changing light. But you know, I, again, just put it on my list of IOUs to
1: the effects team. <laughs> IOUs for next season. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Mada became the unofficial science, uh, officer or official. I don't know. She's a science officer on the Dauntless. And I just think she does such
0: a good job of, of techno babbling it all out. She
2: has a lot of techno babble. She really makes work. It's a gift for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and as, as Peter can tell you, we have a science consultant, J.D. Voyak, who keeps us honest with all the science and the technobabble, which is mm-hmm. good. But we try and keep it thin because, you know, one thing that I don't like about some of the later Star Trek shows is how much technobabble there is and how much <laughs> it was sort of, a, you, know, uh, uh, you know, an easy out for solving problems. So mm-hmm. we really try and avoid, you know, too much layering in too much technobabble other than to keep it a feeling um, truthful. All I also like tapes. that both Dax and, and and Xander, in a way, are both right. You know, nobody's wrong and nobody's stupid for having the opinion they have. You know, they both right. seem to be, you know, they both have legitimate points of view. Mm-hmm. And Unlike it's also,
1: there's,
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> there's some also great, there's some great subtleties too in what Oliver and what would Xander's need to pull off? Because, you know, he's kind of playing a little bit of a game there with Jennifer to try and get to the bottom of this mystery. And so it's, it was a little bit leaning into faking flirtation, which makes sense in the real world, but it's real tough as an actor to pull off.
0: Yeah, well, remember, they were worried, like, oh, how's this going to look for Xander because he's being so flirty with this girl, but, he, you know, he's with Jax. And we're like, no, he's not. It's all an act. He's trying to get information out of her. He's not genuinely attracted to her. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. I love how protective <laughs> of their characters they are, that they would bring it yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're like, you know, Xander is not Captain Kirk. He's not just going to every planet and meeting whoever's there and, you know, seducing them.
2: This is awesome here because Akshay, with this scene, he felt so caught by Zazie. And um, just the idea of the, just the horror he felt of what she was going to discover was on a level that I didn't expect. And I was like, man, Akshay is really showing up into this moment dedicated to a level of this that is so far beyond my expectations. I just loved it.
0: Great. Totally. And, you know, the other thing about that, you know, originally we were going to shoot, We, you know, we shot a lot at Sophia University and at the military academy for the school. This year, again, because of COVID, we we kind of tried to avoid doing so much location shooting, particularly indoors. So we actually built Shrall's office at our sets. It was the conference room where our offices are. And we turned the conference room in the Shrall's office. And I, and the conference room looked like a, it was awful. And so yeah. Brett and I came up with a way, you know, with the production designer, how, you know, he, even he was like, how are we, we going to pull this off? And, you know, I was like, well, take this map that actually Peter had designed, the galaxy, and, and let's make it a giant poster. And let's bring in the flags from last season and put them on flagpoles. And, you know, let's make them a mess because he's, you know, um, you know, messy like Einstein. You know, messy desk is you know one thing, and then uh, you know a clean desk is uh, you know uh, a You know, a cluttered desk is a sign of a. Uh, uh, you know, if, if a cluttered desk is a sign of a cluttered mind, then what is an empty desk? You know, sign kind of an empty mind. So um, that's it. I was trying to remember it myself. I was like, wait, no, I like, this <laughs> quote. I know this quote. So it was um it was really fun to sort of come up with Shrall's office. We liked it so much. Here it is again that we ended up uh keeping it as a standing set through the whole season. Yes. Uh, and all it is so is just happy. a big conference room. None of the stuff was there.
2: And I mean, I think between Mark and I, we've, on several occasions, I snuck my breaks in there and my phone calls in there just to feel more. I started having
0: meetings in there.
2: I would insist people
0: come meet me and I would be behind the desk and take meetings behind Charles' desk.
2: So, so (laughs) you're saying that that map behind Zazzy is Peter's second contribution to the season.
0: Yes. Yeah. Because Peter (laughs) came up, I asked Peter to do the map. He did the map. Now our art, uh, director um took his map which was already really good and then you know added a little something something to it with uh art, you know art director with uh graphic design but um but you know he did the original map and it's great
1: yeah it's funny it was one of the first tasks you sent to me when I first got this job and I was so nervous about it like I was just working you know three or four days straight on this map <laughs> I was like it has to be good and yeah, I had no, no idea it was ever going to uh end up on the show. I, and it, it was a very pleasant surprise when I saw that. That was, was amazing.
0: Well, you know, Because I funny. love that. Anytime we can create to the world building and the sense of canon, you know, I like to try and do that because I think we want to make the world of Pandora as rich and as, as fleshed out as possible. And that is Sufo, yep. our line producer, is Captain yes. Skip Clark. That is our uh, line producer. Jennifer.
2: Immortalized on film forever.
0: <laughs> and that Skip is Clark is a shout out to... Um, my uh, my brother's wife, my my sister-in-law, her, her father. She, she's a big fan of the show, so I wanted to do something for her. So I named uh, him after uh, after her father as a as a thank you for enjoying the show.
2: Oh, that's awesome! I didn't know that. That's so cool. Now this is another moment here. It's coming up where they uh, when they accuse Jennifer of murder. Where it, again, not scripted. Xander says it's murder but then Jack says it with him because both the two of them were so protective of their relationship and just kind of the distance they've had throughout the episode and wanting to have a moment of reconnecting and just kind of both realigning on the same page. We rehearsed together. it.
0: it great. Yeah.
2: And they did, they just tried it in the rehearsal and I was like, wow, that's, that feels really cool. And it, I'm so happy with how it played out and just the, the actual episode, but that was all their instinct. I really love it. And this is the scene I was talking about with Eve. This was originally set outside. And then because of the weather, we needed to relocate it. And Mark and I got really excited about the idea of relocating it here. And of course, I, I mean, there's, to a certain extent, the horror fan in me feels like we're shooting in Dracula's castle with the swirling <laughs> portal and just the visual of it. I was so excited about, but this scene is also a very heavy scene. This is mm. a very heavy scene for both of them. Um, you know, particularly Priscilla, just dealing with the, the return of her mom and then her mom dealing with the weight of what she's trying to accomplish, which we're keeping vague. But, you know, obviously she has some convictions that run very deep. And this was not an easy scene for them to perform. So it was really just a matter of just us trying to figure out what was the coolest but most efficient way to cover this so that I don't murder them by making them do too many takes of it. You know, we can just be really, you know, be more surgical about it. And I think what they did was really awesome.
0: Yeah, no, because it's tough because, you know, you don't want this to get too soapy because there are a lot of soapy things. The mom who's back after a year of having supposedly been dead. Um, you want to uh, have, um, you know, the fact that Tierney is 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 technically her sister in a way. Although it's important to remember that, you know, uh, Jax is not the biological daughter of Eve. You. you know, she right. was delivered as a Pandora by Osborne, which is why. Eve has an English accent, and not uh, not um, an American accent because she's Osborne's sister.
2: Right. Yeah. Even Eve, in the end, she says, "I guess that makes her sort of your sister." And I remember that question came up, and I was like, "Well, it's sort of because you're not biologically related at all."
0: Well, and it's so sci-fi because even then they were like, "Well, doesn't Tyranny look potentially like much older or like?" But you, you people forget it's like tyranny was odessa and odessa took a different body you know odessa was younger you know so it's like um but you know you got to really keep track of all this stuff because it's all very yeah. complicated well i feel oh. like in
1: this universe too age is a bit more relative you know like you can yes you can... in my
0: universe as well
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to say, I forget. You know, it's like yeah. I
0: used to be the youngest person on set, and now I sometimes am one of the oldest, and, <laughs> and I don't feel that way until people remind me. I,
2: I I I never felt old on any set until I came on set for Pandora, and then I was like, yeah, wow, I I feel very old.
1: Uh, <laughs> Brett, I just want to give a compliment to you and to Max and to the, all the filming crew. The way you guys shoot darkness you know low light levels it's just fantastic it feels both natural but also very spooky very it it feels very authentic i just want to say that
0: well look Uh i I have to say that is a combination of not only brett but also our amazing amazing director of photography max uh, um, who is just sensational and as good as he was the first season he's just taken it up another notch him and his camera team they you know they they um they know how far they can push it also our colorist Darren um, is amazing. Yeah. and so mm-hmm. we had a we, 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 we were willing to push it more in color timing as well. And he is just to have a, a colorist who's so invested in the show in terms of his passion and his connection. It just makes everything better when the people involved care so much. Mm-hmm. And, and that yeah. helps to make up for the lack of money when you have the passion from people. Yeah,
2: they're all awesome. Max, of course, like he just, he wants to look as cinematic as possible and he does it. He's awesome. And this fight was crazy because we didn't have a ton of time to do this. And it's just, again, our cast, they just love this so much and just playing and all the action. And they're just so game for it. Ben and Oliver are like, we're going to learn a fight. Let's do this. And like right away, they just dove in and we would have never been able to pull yeah, I mean, this a day.
0: game that's a day we should have done overtime, but it was so early in the season that I think we were so worried about with COVID and with everything else. It's like, we didn't yeah. want to do overtime. And so you really were rushed. And I mean, it turned out well, but that could have benefited from an extra half hour, but you know, uh, it is. It was it very is. fast. <laughs> it was very
2: fast, but you know, Shifu, like he, again, because of like the work that he did on episode one before this, you know, he knew where we wanted to fight to be and, wanted something cool and he just already had some ideas and he showed up ready to just get it going and it was awesome we couldn't have done it without all that and i i, I mean, mean i really want to shout out because
0: the coronavirus go ahead
2: oh i was gonna say i wanted to shout out roxanne too because want shout doing out it. roxanne she Because has, she hasn't done a lot in this scene, but she does so much with the silence that, she, that she's that she been given in this scene. And I remember this was a day I was really impressed with Roxanne and just her dedication to who Eve was and her relationship to Jax. She that, was
0: great.
2: She was unbelievable.
0: My biggest problem every time I see Roxanne is I just want to start singing Roxanne. I mean, it's like <laughs> the beginning of 48 Hours where Nick Nolte finds Eddie Murphy in the prison cell singing Roxanne by the police. Oh my gosh, it's that's just, so funny. I, I, it's just, it just, so that's the only problem with Roxanne. Otherwise, she's great. She, <laughs> great she, she also um, was a late ad because we had another actor cast that fell out because of uh, coronavirus. I didn't want to travel from the States and um, we ended up casting Roxanne and uh, she was having, she had so much fun and was great. And uh, we were really lucky to have her.
2: This scene was really complicated because not only are, you know, Nicole and Ox, are the new cast members in the show, but I, I don't know how much this is apparent or not, but I'm a big fan of blocking. And this mm. was a scene that I knew I wanted to just have a lot of fun with blocking to make the dialogue kind of feel like it kept a momentum going on. And, and I had a lot of, okay, I need you to land here, but on this line, I need you to go here. You know, Mark saw me when I was rehearsing it and I give them a lot of footwork and they, they nailed it. And I'm so happy, but it's, they're making, they're making something look effortless that requires actually, a lot of focus and effort, and I'm just trying to pat them on the back because
0: they're awesome. Yeah, unfortunately, the actor in the deep background keeps looking at the camera, which is the <laughs> first part
2: of the <laughs> uh, I, I, I didn't notice that until much
0: later. Yeah, I did record the PA announcement The Hieronymus Fox of Genesia is coming to speak, who is um, the Cosmic Whiz Kid from Buck Rogers.
2: Oh, that's so funny. Oh man! Anyone listening that's interested in shooting scenes where one actor gets to play two people, I highly recommend not doing it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were dreading this. I remember oh, every man. day in the van we talked about how much you were dreading shooting this, oh, and we're like, this. "Oh, look at Prometheus, where uh, or Covenant, where uh, Michael yep. Fassbender fights Ma- Michael Fassbender." Every day we we would recommend like a different. Uh, yeah, and double. then, like, Social
2: Network. You used to watch Social Network. Yeah, Social Network,
0: where it was, yeah, Army Hammer. And it's, like, every yeah. day you would come in having watched another uh, double.
2: <laughs> every time. And the cool thing is, is, it like, shout great. Out to, It worked, it worked. And, honestly, that's a big shout-out to Chris Ledoux and Crafty. Chris was already on set prepping to start shooting 203, directing 203, and he, um, I was able to lean on his shoulder a little bit, and he gave me some help and some ideas, and I couldn't have done it without good old Chris.
0: Yeah, I mean, Chris is our, our producer on the show and our visual effects supervisor, and the who owns Crafty Apes, uh, the visual our visual effects company, and he is just incredible. He is incredible. He has such great ideas, but he's also so giving of his knowledge and his experience to all the other directors. You know, what we don't have as directors who are competitive. Everybody wants to help each other, and yeah. what was so wonderful is that you'd have directors coming in. So, like when you were you know, on your last couple of days, you know, Brett was coming in. Brea had just gotten in. We'd all go out to dinner. You you know, we sort of download what's going on, what's going well, what's not. You know, and everybody was just so collaborative and looking out for each other. And I, it just, it makes it such a pleasure to work on the show. There's not a lot of negative energy.
2: Oh, it was really cool. Because I think that's one thing that I really gleaned from season one was just, I've never gotten to hang out with other directors on a set. You know, normally competing for the same jobs and this felt like we were all getting to like be there to support each other on the same job you know it's like we're all Mm -hmm. the same unit and got to learn a lot
0: it's like one of those races where you hand the baton off you know but the only way you win the race is if everybody hands off the baton and they get to the finish line so it's like you would hand it off to chris and then chris would hand it off to brea and she would hand it off to buddy and then you know he'd have to finish the race and Um, you know, it's like you guys all work so well together. I mean, I remember at some point one of the directors One of the new directors said to me. Oh, is it okay to sit on set and watch? Hard direct because I feel like I you know having another director on set it could be it's like no It's fine. Everybody wants (laughs) you to be around to soak it up and ask questions and it's you know, everyone, you know Everyone was welcome on everyone else's sets Everybody enjoyed sharing what they had learned
1: And that's just what I've enjoyed so much about this show and my time here. It just, it feels like everyone is just so passionate about their work and, and that just makes for a very enjoyable experience.
0: Well, we're lucky. I mean, it's, it's like I said, I don't think we could pull the show off if people didn't care so much because, you know, there's not a lot of time. There's not a lot of money. This year there's less of both. And uh, because so much was going to COVID mitigation and um, thank God people just, you know, were invested in what they were doing and, and cared and, I mean, I love this scene. I love the brig, you know? Yeah, I was going to say, this was <laughs> the
2: only taste I got of Raylan and Xander's eventual Sundance, Butch and Sundance kid partnership. Yeah. I didn't get to do any more with it, but God, I love seeing them on screen together. And Roxanne Fantastic. was on the brig. Mark gave her a very, simple, a very simple idea of kind of almost wanting to lean into a Hannibal Lecter feel. And man, what she did with it was unbelievable. That's like, great.
0: Ah. I know I, I gave her that little thing at the end where she touches the, the, the force shield. But I yeah. when the special effects are in, they'll be like this force shield. And like maybe you just prod it a little to see, you know, and 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 uh, she does it so great. Um
2: oh, back on the best. Now set you remember ever. this,
0: uh Brett. We have them go to red alert for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, other than you yeah. thought it would look cool. Because yeah, literally you know, they're nowhere so near this attack. They're in no jeopardy whatsoever, <laughs> but we added on the day him going to red alert just so we could turn the set red.
2: Just honestly, yes, and I, I, I really hope that nobody cares because I was very selfish. <laughs> was <just> like, <laughs> Oliver was like, "I really want to yell red alert," and Mark and I are like, "We really want the set to go red." There's, it is not necessary except that it looks cool. I mean, look at that! Look at that! Ugh, it's just my favorite.
0: It looks like a submarine. I yeah, I was,
2: we were talking like, oh, it'd be
0: great to make the. Oh, and how about like the, score? Tide. the score? Oh, yeah. The score, man. The score is like out of the park. Great.
2: Yeah, I love the score on it as well. Ugh. It came together so well. I hope everyone enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, look at all these people. They're so talented. So many great people on the show. Mm. So, so nice. So anyway, Brett, it was such a pleasure doing these first two episodes with you. It, I hope yeah, we get same. Many, Martin. many more.
2: Same. Count me in. Fantastic. I'll be there.
0: Fantastic. Well, thank you, uh, everybody, for joining us for uh, another commentary. And
1: uh, yeah, next Mark? week
0: is uh, next week's Gates of Eden. Uh, you're going to get Chris Ledoux down and Steve Krizier, I hope. I'm I'm very
1: much hoping so, and I, I hope I can have you guys back at some point, uh, Brett. If nothing else, you can just be here as as a fan. We'll just we'll buddy cop. Well, this Brett sort of is commentary. in addition be to great. being
0: <laughs> a director. Brett is also our uh, co-producer this season. Of course, of so course. Uh, he he's welcome to come back anytime.
2: Listen, I'll come back for whatever. This is way too fun.
0: <laughs> you can just cool. be
1: that special guest star that just pops up for no reason. It'll be great. It'll be great. Well, no. <laughs> and, 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 and
0: Peter, thank you. You're doing such a great job with the podcast. And, oh, uh, I appreciate it. I, appreciate uh, I know it. that the fans really appreciate it because they're getting some really great insights, hopefully, into the making of the show.
1: I hope so. That's what I find so
0: fascinating about these sort of podcasts. So this has been a, a dream come true for me.
1: Um, so for the listeners out there, thank you again so much for, for being here and for watching the episode. Um, if you like the show, uh, give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and subscribe for whatever listen to podcasts and if you like the episode that you just watched please give us a nice rating on IMDb we very much appreciate it um, so for uh, myself and, and Mark and Brett, oh don't
0: forget you. you know they can also go to Pandora series on Instagram yes, of course. series Pandora on Twitter and um, they can follow me at Mark A. Altman and uh, Brett at
2: uh, oh it's Brett underscore Simmons because Brett Simmons is somebody else
0: and always <laughs> use the hashtag Hashtag Pandora CW. Absolutely. And so for all of us here, we'll say goodbye
1: and uh, we'll see you again next time on Unboxing.